Millennial Falcon, a pop culture podcast with three geeky millennials. My name is Hai Chen Bui. I'm a writer for Slash Film and a pop culture journalist in DC. And I'm joined by. I am Anya Crittenden, a writer at Gay Star News. And I'm Willoughby Dobbs, a filmmaker in the DC area. All right, guys. So good Sunday to you. Have you guys all done your Super Bowl stuff and we're all ready to get on with our lives and all that good jazz? That was last weekend. We have moved on, Willoughby. We have. We've and moved so on to the... another great sports sporting event, the Olympics. Yes. And speaking of the Olympics, that is broadcast on nationwide television. And today we are talking about our most anticipated television of 2018. Like, the first okay. half of 2018, yeah. at least. Yeah, we, we are, we're going to get to our fall TV shows probably in September. But for now, we're talking about all the mid-season premieres, all the returning shows that we really like that only come around in January and February, and all the new shows that we're excited for, too. So we're going to do, like, a roundtable discussion of our new and returning, our favorite and our most anticipated new and returning television shows. So, Anya, why don't we kick it off with you? What is your, What are your most anticipated new TV shows? All right. So I'm going to do this one first because HT touched on it last week. And it has already aired a few episodes. But Yeah, we're going to break the rules here, I think, because it's guys, February. <laughs> I'm so excited about The Alienist. Yeah, I'm so excited. I love it so much. It's about a serial killer, and it's very gruesome. But every week, I just coo and gush over the main characters and how cute they are. I think I'm doing this show wrong. But isn't that the Phantom of Hannibal? Yeah. I mean, basically, in Hannibal, they were like fangirling Hannibal, who is a serial killer. And in this one, I'm fangirling the good guys. Oh, okay. Because we don't even know who the serial killer is yet. But what if it is Daniel Bruhl? No, don't toy with Daniel Bruhl. How dare you? How dare you? But it's, I really like it because I love period pieces. I love period drama. So, like, it was made for me in that regard. I love looking at all the detail that the show has already incorporated into its world of kind of 19th century New York. And I think it's wonderfully acted. I think I'm glad that Dakota Fanning is kind of getting this chance to shine. She was a little stiff at first, but I feel like she's really coming into her own as the character she plays, Sarah, who was the first woman hired at the New York City Police Department. And I think the relationships are all really fun. I like that Luke Evans is sort of playing against type. And I am really excited to see where it goes. I've never read the book, so I don't know anything about the mystery or who the serial killer is. And I'm just really excited about the alienist, guys. HD can back me up here. Yes. That also might be one of my choices. So I'll I'll save my little spiel about it for later. Okay. So my other two, um, the other one is another period drama miniseries because that is my bread and butter. It's what I love more than anything. And uh, Masterpiece Theater and BBC are doing an adaptation of Howard's End this spring. Oh, with Hayley Atwell. Yeah, with Hayley Atwell and Matthew McFadden. Um, it's, you know, along with like Masterpiece does all those great literary adaptations. They did Warm Peace last year. They've done a lot of Jane Austen and Jane Eyre and all the Bronte sister stuff. Howard's End is a novel by E.M. Forster, published in 1910. I've actually never read it. It's one of those classic period dramas that I know very little about. Um, It's a lot about, like, turn-of-the-century England and stuff like that. Um, But it's bound to be a lush, beautiful adaptation. And I can't believe... I I just remembered that they're also doing a Little Women adaptation this spring. And I didn't choose that one, and I chose Howard's End, the one that I know less. <laughs> Sorry. But, I, I don't know, the Little Woman adaptation kind of throws me off, because it's made by BBC, and it has, like, an all-British cast, and it's such a distinctly American story. It that is it's very really, American. It's very funny to me that this is getting a, a BBC adaptation, like a period drama of that sort. But I feel like that's what BBC does. They just take all the classic literary stories. Like, they did War and Peace, which is Russian and French. That's true. And they're like... Here, Lily James is our Russian heroine. She's English. And so I feel like that's just what the BBC and, like, Andrew Davies does. Um, I mean, it's the most British thing you can do is appropriate other people's cultures. Exactly. So, hey, it works. Um, <laughs> also, so it's a very I, American thing. So, you know, in tandem. Exactly. Yeah. So I am looking forward to Little Women. But I'm also looking forward to Howard's End because I don't know the story. Haley Atwell and Matthew McFadden are great actors. Um, and I'm excited to see them in a piece together. They're reuniting so, after Pillars of the Earth. 
Exactly. Which did you watch? I haven't watched it yet. I've been oh like God. saving it for a rainy day. It's so good, HT. <laughs> All right. My final new show that I'm so excited for. We already touched on it a little bit. It's the only unscripted thing I have on my list. <laughs> and that's the Olympics. Uh. Guys, I'm obsessed with the Olympics. I'm not. Ugh. Ugh. The Winter Olympics especially are my all-time favorite. I adore the Winter Olympics. I first fell in love with them at the 2002 Salt Lake City Winter Olympics, which is where I saw Apollo Anton Ono compete in short track speed skating for the first time in my life. Oh, did you actually and... go? No. Oh. But I was a tiny child watching it on TV, and I fell in love. And it has solidified this relationship for me in the Winter Olympics ever since. I'm also a very winter person. I like winter sports. I like winter weather. I am that person. And it's back. And short track speed skating is back. And figure skating is back. And I'm watching it. And Leslie Jones is doing all her commentary. Man, I just love the Winter Olympics, you guys. I'm so excited. I'm only excited for curling. <laughs> I, Because I, it's wild to me. That I am intrigued by curling. I actually... I'm. On board with you about the Winter Olympics, um, but mo- uh, Anya, but mostly for figure skating, just because I love watching figure skating all figure my life, incredible. and I really love the new team that we have for figure skating Same. and also for um, skate dancing or dance skating, ice dancing, dancing. ice dancing. That's what it's called. Uh, I really like. I was watching yesterday the short um, ice, the short ice dancing teams, like the mm-hmm. short sequence ice dancing teams, and um, I really love uh, the sib shit. Shib sibs. That's what they call themselves. The shib sibs. Yeah, they're so cute. They're um the this brother sister duo who are the um ice dancing team for the US and they're Japanese American and they're so cute. They have like, They are really they're cute. They're both really cute and beautiful and I'm I just they have such um flair. I I love watching them and I'm just I'm really excited about this current team. There seems to be a lot of new, young, excited Americans. Yeah, Nathan Chen is incredible. Yeah, a lot of really diverse uh, American competitors too so that's really exciting as well. Yeah, and this is the first Winter Olympics where we have um, some openly gay athletes from the U.S., which also makes me really excited that they're they're out and they're open and they're proud and they're representing themselves and their identity. It's really great. Um, So I'm super duper excited about the winter olympics and speaking of figure skating this is the first ever olympics where they can use lyrics in their music and i love it because it just adds so much more like theatricality to their performances so i could just geek about the olympics like all day i am obsessed with them i love them so much yay (laughs) so those are all the new shows i'm looking forward to i'm excited for the nintendo switch mario and sonic at the seoul uh at the pyeongchang olympic games (laughs) (laughs) what nintendo always does olympic games and it's always mario and sonic and it's like no idea you'd okay so nintendo wii for that at least in the last 10 years have they've done like um at the like the, the all the most recent winter and summer olympic games of the past 10 years they've always released a version of like it's like mario party but you're playing like it's like the wii party games like we can play tennis and stuff it's like sports and your mario characters or sonic characters what? yeah and it's mario and sonic at the olympic games and you can do either summer olympics or winter olympics and they always release like there was like a real one last year for the wii u i think i had the one from whatever the 2008 olympic games were um this is incredible yeah, oh yeah, the Beijing Games. Yeah. Um. So it was like, yeah, I didn't know you. What? I thought you knew about these. I did not. Not that Anya, I don't do play you a own lot of video o- games these days, but like Mario games are like my jam. Mario Anya. Party, Mario Tennis. I kick ass. I oh love yeah, me too. Mario Tennis. Anya, do you have Mario a in, in your house? Do you have a Wii, a Wii U, and or a Nintendo I Switch? I don't, but now I might need to get one. I was gonna say, go to GameStop, buy a Wii, buy the old games. They're really fun. You can do fencing. You can do a lot. You can, they have winter I'll games. I'll spend have... my money on this instead of seeing Love Never Dies. Please yeah. do that. <laughs> yes, this was this is something that will make you happy and not make yes. you just like it's a lot of fun shake because if anger. You, it's it, it's like the same shtick of like Mario games where you're playing with friends and you're playing as characters, but you're playing Olympic games, which I know you're they're your favorite. It's true. So it's All like right. it's like right up your alley. Done. All right. All right. Um. HT, why don't you go next? I'll go next because I'm going to repeat one of Anya's choices. Surprise, surprise. It's the alienist. I've talked We're obsessed. A- <laughs> we are obsessed. I've talked a little bit about it. Um, I do want to mention that it's a 
a series on TNT, which I think we've kind of uh, forgotten to mention. And it's yes. based off of the novel by Caleb Carr, uh, which is about a um, this, these gruesome murders by a serial killer in 1896 New York City. And um, it's sort of loosely based off of early criminal profiling in America and how there weren't a lot of uh, situations where we see serial killers in that time period. So they're they're exploring these new sort of um, methods like fingerprinting and, and psychology and stuff, which is really cool to see in that time period. And yes, I agree. I love the cast. Daniel Brühl, Luke Evans. Um, Dakota Fanning. Dakota Fanning, I keep forgetting, is only 23 years old. She's younger Same. than us. And I'm like, It's what? because she's been around forever. She's been around forever. And I hate the sort of, you know, language that's been going around this show. Like, Dakota Fanning is still really good. And, like, she's 23. She's younger than, like, Jennifer Lawrence, for example. I know. <laughs> like, she's not an old maid. And I'm happy that she's, like, starting to stretch her wings beyond, like, her child star sort of... Uh, legacy so that one i'm really excited for yes the cast is so great it does it is a perfect sort of um follow-up for any hannibal fans because it's sort of that same um macabre sort of um kind of genre and um yeah daniel Brohl, i love him it's been a good year even if the chlorophyll paradox wasn't that great he is great in um in the alienist and i tweeted about <laughs> loving him and the alienist and, and their twitter tweeted back at me saying that he's gonna disrobe anya you saw this <laughs> i was so excited i did but i was so disappointed because i was like oh we're we gonna get like a butt shot are we gonna butt action and then it, it was not it was only front chest and i was like i need i wanted more tnt i know but i do like that it's it doesn't stray away, even though it's sort of prestige drama, it doesn't stray away from, like, the kind of silly love triangles that we're getting between everyone. There's, like, five love triangles going on, and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> I'm still, I'm calling John and Sarah. Okay. And then Laszlo and... His maid, Mary. Mary. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the previews have kind of hinted at that, and we've seen some moments, so I'm like, is that gonna, is that the obvious way it goes? But we'll see. I'm just so invested. <laughs> And Mary is that um, she was She's in, the actor from a new, from a new, from world. A new world. I don't. Is she actually Native American? But I. She I mean, is. She is Native She's American. First Nation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So that's really exciting too. That's some little bit of diversity that I didn't quite expect either. So that's great. And um, oh, I wanted to ask you, Anya, <laughs> random like interlude. Um, is is uh, Chrysler's arm? His right arm? Is it like? Uh, not working or something like paralyzed of some sort because when in that scene where he takes his shirt off he like can't move his arm and then i noticed that he doesn't move his arm in any other scenes either so i think that he has like a dead arm which is i remember because i watch i watch the show on the tnt app and Mm -hmm. after every episode they have like this little like we're gonna talk about the episode and it's really fun and exciting and i love it and i geek out and they were talking about how like he in that moment was just feeling like very vulnerable and Mm -hmm. stuff but i'm actually not sure about the arm thing now i'm gonna have to like pay attention to that when i keep watching because yeah. i actually don't know yeah because like after that scene i was like wait i actually have never seen him move his right arm so it might be a dead arm which would be interesting and huh. uh would kind of exp- i don't know if it explains some things but that's a fun little all right i'm tidbit. gonna watch out for that okay when it comes back tomorrow night it airs monday nights yes it does i'm so excited monday nights on tnt you guys should watch it all right my next my next one. you guys completely <laughs> missed the part where you talked about teddy roosevelt's police commissioner which oh, honestly is the reason I'm going to watch the show. Yeah. All right. We told uh, Willoughby after the fact of the last podcast report- recording that Teddy Roosevelt is in this series. And he just like, it blew his mind because Teddy Roosevelt is one of his favorite presidents or his favorite president. Yeah, it, he is my favorite president. Yeah. My, my, the very first Willoughby Barrett Dobbs, I'm the fourth, the very first one was BFFs with him. And was like his lawyer during the time of the of him being police commissioner, civil service commissioner, and as well as like, like, gov- you know, like uh, he didn't follow him to the White House, but he followed him like pretty much around his New York career. Maybe we'll see the first will be Barrett Dobbs in the Alienist because this is when Teddy Roosevelt is police commissioner. Yes, and uh, breaking news: I am cast as Will Be Barrett Dobbs, the first <laughs> in Alienist season two as the main character. No, I'm just kidding. So that's the that's another reason that you need to see um, the alienist. All right. So my hey, next pop up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so my next show is Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams on Hulu. 
Nice. It's a sort of anthology 10-episode sci-fi series that goes into the short stories written by sci-fi famous sci-fi author Philip K. Dick, um, who has written books such as um, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, which was the basis for Blade Runner and other such great stories. So this I'm quite excited for. I don't really know much about it, but I'm really intrigued. It it seems like they're kind of, Hulu is kind of vamping it up to be their... Huh? I'm sorry? It's on Amazon. Oh, it's on Amazon. I'm sorry. Amazon is... um, amping it up to be their version of Black Mirror. So I'm intrigued enough to tune in and see it. And uh, if you have an Amazon Prime subscription, you should check it out as well. It is starring uh, Brian Cranston. Who else? Um, let's I think see. he's probably the most famous person. I think person. he's the most famous one, yeah. So Brian Cranston stars in it, as, as well as a slew of other actors. So... Uh, yeah, that's my number two pick. Uh, my next one is Waco, which has aired a couple of episodes, but I haven't actually been able to, to catch the first few. And so I'm putting this on my anticipated list. And it stars Taylor... Hold on. Kitch. Taylor Kitsch uh, in his sort of comeback role after being one of the breakout stars of Friday Night Lights and then not really succeeding in Hollywood, which is kind of unfortunate because he is very talented in Waco, as far as I hear I'm, from what I've seen of the trailers. So You mean also redeeming him from True Detective Season 2? Oh yeah, I forgot he was in that. Yeah, he was like the dude who who like was on the mo- he was like the state trooper on the motorcycle. Also oh. X-Men? He was, oh shit, oh, that's right, he was Gambit. Man, yep. he was also, just, he was he, John Carter of Mars in the movie John Carter. He has not had a great career following Friday Night Lights. He's had a strange no, no, son. Come. But, but, far, but he is great in Friday Night Lights. Yes, and he apparently is really great in Waco, where he plays uh, David Koresh, who was at the center of the famous sort of Waco siege between the FBI and the Branch Davidian compound, uh, which is not a cult per se but it has been written in sort of that same manner it's a sort of sect of um not sure which religion the branch davidian religion and um there was a 51 day standoff between the people in this compound and the fbi uh, and it ended up killing dozens of people and wounding dozens of people and killing six civilians and four ATF agents. So it's kind of about how he draws together this group of people to live in this compound and kind of the escalation between the FBI and the ATF and um, the Waco compound. So it's an intriguing piece of character drama and it seems like it's getting a lot of buzz. So I'm quite excited for it. And, and Melissa Benoist, who plays Supergirl, is also in it. I forgot she is in it. So yeah, it's it looks like a great series. Oh, oh I can't forget to say Michael Shannon, of course. Oh, yes. He is amazing in everything, but he looks to be astonishing in this one. So I'm quite excited to finally get down and watch it. And those are my top three new TV series of 2018, the winter and spring seasons. So will be. What are your top three choices for 2018? Well, you already talked about Electric Dreams, so I won't go too far into it say, except to say I'm very also excited for it because I love sci-fi, and Philip K. Dick is a very good writer, and so I'm excited to see this new version of, you know, like a lot of these back in the day, they would just adapt Isaac Asimov and Philip K. Dick stories, short stories even, to like full-fledged movies. And a lot of them didn't work out. Like, like for example, The Adjustment Bureau. That was not a really good movie, but I've heard, you know, obviously it was good enough to be like, like a well-known short story that they turned into a movie. Um, so I'm excited to see this difference. Instead of doing a full-fledged movie, they just do like an hour of television of from from these short stories and and other like ver, uh, other Philip K. Dick like stuff. So I'm I'm very intrigued because I feel like we haven't seen that a lot where. In, where they take like the short stories and adapt them. I think they're doing that. I think Hulu's doing that with Stephen King too. Right, that's the one where I got confused. There's a Stephen King Castle Rock series. Castle yeah, Rock, yeah, which is gonna be like an anthology type of thing, like of all his all his works and whatnot. So I'm excited for Electric Dreams. Like we said, it's on Amazon. I think it's also, I think it's streaming now, but I haven't I haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Um, 
the next on my list is uh, the CW superhero show Black Lightning, um, which is not part of the Berlanti universe of Supergirl, The Flash, Arrow, and Legends of Tomorrow, um, but it is um, um, uh, a superhero f- by a person of color, and it's super cool because it looks awesome, and it's kind of what we need right now because a lot of those CW superhero shows are full of white people. <laughs> Um, well, there's diversity, but it's mostly in the supporting or like recurring right. characters, and right. not we so don't much have... the main leads. Exactly. So, like the main leads are all people of color, and I'm very excited. Um, the effects look great. Um, it looks like a very gripping drama, and I'm I need to catch up on it because I it's already aired like three or four episodes. Um, but yeah, it looks really cool. Uh, I'm excited to watch it. I don't really know a lot about the plot, but I. I've, I watched the trailer, and it looks like it's like superhero who laid down his arms for a while, and they raised a family, and now he's back in the back in the game. Um, also, so, one of his daughters is a lesbian, so we have a queer woman of color. And I've oh, heard okay. I haven't watched it yet. I'm a bit behind, but I've heard really great things about her. And her love interest is played by Grace Park, I think. Yes, cool. she's amazing. That's really exciting. So, Electric Dreams and Black Lightning, and my last one is Counterpart on Stars, mm-hmm. which is the J.K. Simmons dual role, in which oh. he plays himself, and he he plays a character in our world, and he plays another character in an alternate dimension parallel universe, and they have to work together to stop a, a world catastrophe ending, like, apocalypse sort of deal, but... The, the fun part is that J.K. Simmons in our world is like a meek, ma- meek mild-mannered dude, but his counterpart heh, in the parallel dimension is like an awesome badass assassin. And so it's kind of, you know, it's like one part um, fringe, another part like TNT drama, <laughs> like generic TNT drama that isn't the alienist. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, to stop like... And it's a miniseries, so it's not going to have a season two, although... Those rules are broken with Big Little Lies season two, um, but you know, as of right now, it's just a miniseries. It's it's. I mean, it's, J.K. Simmons is supposed to be amazing in it. Um, I've seen a couple previews in like the movies. You know, they do like the t- the behind the scenes look at a TV show coming soon, um, and I I'm, I was very intrigued by it. Um, stars, as you guys know, has a couple cool stuff like American Gods, so it's cool that they're branching into more genre heavy stuff. Um, I'm not sure how much science fiction is involved. Obviously, parallel dimensions. Um, but I don't know, like, how... It looks very grim and and grimy, but I'm excited anyway. Um, so that's Counterpart on Stars. I think the first couple episodes have already aired. This is a lot of anticipated TV shows that have already aired. Well, you know, our, our Paddington review got in the way, and that's okay, because we could always that's use more Paddington. Paddington, too. So those are my three. Um... Um, so why don't we switch to our most anticipated returning television shows? Yeah. Uh, why don't we start off again with Anya? You kind of um, led me straight into it. I need to take a moment real quick just to say how heartbroken I am. I can't include American Gods on my returning list because we don't know if one is actually returning. Um, I'm very upset. Um, I have hope, but it's hope that is laced with some anxiousness and anxiety and stuff so we'll okay. see um, um anything uh you can you could w- be happy knowing that good omens is looking really well oh my god listen <sighs> my anticipation levels for good omens like <sighs> don't don't even don't even start with me I'm oh so my glad God. That too. Although we did not include that in our current list because it's not coming out till it's not coming out till next year or fall or like later, later this yeah. year, mm-hmm. which is why I didn't include it because yeah, it's like a fall show, I think. Mm-hmm. But it is within the next eighteen months; it'll be out. Yes, yes, yeah. And I am because it's one of my favorite Neil Gaiman books, and he wrote it with Terry Pratchett. And it's perfect. And anyway, <sighs> Willoughby. <sighs> okay. And it's, is it a mini series? Are they doing the whole thing in one it's a, go? It's a mini series. I think it's but miniseries. they're doing the whole thing, yeah, in the one miniseries. Cool, yeah. Okay, I'm well, very that's, excited. on that detour, Anya, what are your most anticipated returning TV shows? <laughs> um, get ready for some badass women. So, my three shows are all about awesome, kick-ass women. There are some kick-ass men, but, like, you know. 
so the first one is that the Americans final season is this year. This spring, it starts in March, and I am both excited and dreading it, and I don't know what's going to happen, and it's a very intense show, and I don't want to let go of these characters yet, but I'm so excited to see what they have in store for the last season, because they really haven't had a bad season yet. Like, every season the Americans happens, and they're all great. It's speaking speaking incredible. of the Americans and great seasons, tune in in a couple weeks for the Big Binge episode 2, in which we dive deep into the Americans season 1. I had yeah. no what? what? I thought we told you. You did yeah. not tell me. It, it's HG's been, been watching the show, Rebecca's been watching the show, yeah. I've been rewatching season 1. It's been anticipation oh. of the final season of the Americans, so we're going to be doing the Americans. Oh. You guys... Oh. Okay. I need to take a moment. <laughs> HT, you better start texting me about this. I can't believe you. I'm sorry. Our friendship has been tested. I'm already back on episode 10. I'm, I'm only on episode 6, if that helps, Anya. So I need okay, to, like, well, I'm Start texting through. me, because <laughs> I love this show, and I want to talk about it always. <laughs> oh, my God. I can't wait to listen to this episode. This episode of The Big Binge. I'm so excited. Alright, anyway, moving on. <laughs> I feel like this episode is so much of me flailing. I was meant to be, like, way more composed than this, and then all these things keep happening. <laughs> I'm bad. Um, so, my next two is The Handmaid's Tale Season 2. I am very eager to see what they do, because they finished the book in the first season. So now they are completely off book, and I'm really eager to see where they go with that. Um... Did they finish the book in the same way that the book ends? It did, yeah. It finished the same ambiguous way. Um, Because the thing is with Margaret, with the Handmaid's Tale, with the book, is there's a lot of, like, touches of world building, of, like, hints of, like, things outside of Offred's life, like the colonies and things like that, but you never actually really get to know them or see what they're all about, and so I think that's what they're going to start doing if they're going to start expanding Mm -hmm. the world in Season 2, and I'm really excited to see how they envision it. Does it still star Elizabeth Moss? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and I know Alexis Bledel is coming back, which I'm so excited for, and Samira Wiley. So I'm just really eager to see where they take this show, because the first season was obviously fantastic, and now they have almost complete freedom, so I'm very interested. Yay! Um, and my final show that I'm excited for is the best Netflix Marvel show is finally coming back to us. We got our Iron first Fist season two. Recently. Iron Fist season two. This Iron Fist season absolutely. two. Absolutely. Jessica Jones season two is coming back. Yay! I'm so pumped. I It's the best Marvel show on Netflix, hands down. I will fight anyone who says otherwise. And so will she. True. And I'm so excited, and I'm excited that this season is delving into Jessica's backstory, because I love that the first season didn't at all. Like, we just saw Jessica where she was at the time, and we all fell in love with her and became attached to her. And now we're invested in her, so now we're interested in her backstory that we didn't get in season one. And so I'm excited they're going back now, and I just can't wait to see what it does. I'm excited for her and Trish to be back together. Um, I believe... David Tennant is back in some capacity, right? I was going to say, is that how they're bringing him back in flashbacks? There have been reports of David Tennant uh, appearing on set, and there's... Well, I mean, the trailer had that moment yeah, with him. Not like, you didn't him. see him, but it was obviously yeah. him. So we're not sure in what capacity he'll be back. Yeah, but I am excited, because he was fantastic. And it could because... also be, yeah, like, it, it, we, we're not sure, so he could be, like, a vision. It could be, like, psychological, or... it could yeah. be flashbacks, but he was great in the first season, so I'm excited to see him back. And I just can't wait to have Jessica Jones back in our life. I've missed her. I'm ready. Did you watch The Defenders? No. Oh, okay. she, she and Matt were great in it. They were the best yeah, part the of best The Defenders. Parts. I mean, it's on my list. To, like, I mean, honestly, there, but, like, all you need to do is go on YouTube and search, like, Matt and Jessica scenes, and then you'll be set, because those were the best part. Their banter was great. I'm also hoping, like, I still have hope left that, like, Jessica and Luke will get back together, because I love them in the comics, and they have, like, a baby together, and they're so cute. They are really cute. Anya, have you seen Luke Cage? I know that he's with Claire. Yeah. Um, But that doesn't mean that has to last forever. They are, they do... They do work really well together, though, Claire and Luke. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Even though I, was... I mean, she is the fourth defender. Yeah. Really. Even though I did ship Matt and Claire, 
that's that's over and done with because you, you still do you still I do. Still do. I, I think that they were the one that ones that could have been. They're each so other's Katy Perry's one that got away. Yes. <laughs> so those are all the returning shows I'm very excited about. I'm sorry I'm not more eloquent in this episode. <laughs> Clearly my feelings are getting away from me. That's okay. Anya loves TV and that's good. HT, what are the returning shows you're excited about? All right. Well, I'm going to do a little retread and my number one most anticipated returning show is Jessica Jones. Yes, the best Marvel TV series on Netflix. And a very exciting and really unpredictable second season because the first season pretty closely adapted the um, Brian Michael Bendis graphic novel that um, kind of launched Jessica introduced Jones. Her and- yeah, introduced her and kind of launched her into fame. And uh, now they're completely going into uncharted waters and i'm not really sure what they'll do i think for the villain it could be really it could be an exciting female villain i think i hope because her only villain in the graphic novel really was the purple man uh, aka Kilgrave. and i think that they could go the route of introducing a another like b or c level daredevil character uh, or villain and making that turning that into a more sort of dynamic really terrifying villain like they did with um Kilgrave and one that I really would be interested in is Typhoid Mary. So that one is I think would be a really interesting female ca- villain for her and would also sort of tie into what we saw on the trailer of sort of Jessica delving into her backstory and discovering that there were spoilers other children who were experimented on by the sort of shady corporation that gave her her powers and so a little wolverine it's a, it's a little stranger things slash wolverine which is you know that's not, kind of it's a trend. fairly typical for superheroes it's yeah, typical it's, i would say it's, i wouldn't say it's a trend uh, like because of Stranger Things or anything, yeah, I definitely. Think it's no, like... no, this is a trope that's been around for a while. It's a yeah. it's a very familiar trope, but I'm excited to see what Jessica Jones does with it, and if through that process they can introduce a very uh, compelling female villain, like maybe Typhoid Mary or someone else. So I am excited. Kristen Ritter is great in the role. Um, I'm just in- intrigued by what she can do with it. So Jessica Jones, my number one. Yes. My second choice is Atlanta. Robin season. So Atlanta is a series that um, I was not quite sure of when I first started watching it. It's Donald Glover's sort of passion project on FX. And it depicts the lives of these this one sort of aspiring rapper in Atlanta and his, his two friends. And Donald Glover plays his cousin who is trying to become his this, this rapper's manager. And uh, they kind of get into a like random shenanigans and there's also a lot of interesting character pieces but it becomes quite surreal much more than I anticipated because when I first watched it I kind of expected it to be like a gritty um, down-to-earth depiction of Atlanta and that sort of impoverished low-income class but it actually was more along along lines of um, Twin Peaks in a sense. Yeah, Donald Glover was describing it in talk shows like Twin Peaks for rappers. Yeah. So I was like, like, I'm excited for this I show I wasn't so aware much. of that when I first started watching it. So when we came to that episode where uh, there was um, the talk Is it show. The, B- the BET type episode? Yeah, the, the talk show episode where they just um, had, I can't remember his, the main, the rapper's name. Paperboy. 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 When they have Paperboy on that talk show. And it's like, it becomes weirder and more surreal as it goes on. And they air all these fake yeah. commercials. It's it's such a great, really funny and really surprising series that you don't know what, where it'll take you. And the second season, we don't really know much about it. The um, trailers for it have been like these kind of mood mood tonal poems in a way mm-hmm. um, kind of along the lines of the first season. So I'm, I'm quite excited. I mean, I really like um, what Donald Glover has done with this series, and I think he's really talented. So, yes, Atlanta season two. And then my last one is another superhero show, Legion from FX. I'm surprised. Yes. You, oh, wait, you haven't seen it. You've seen it, Anya, because it's your boy. Did you just ask me if I've seen a Dan I mean, Stevens thing? I know. Talk I'm just, about it. I'm surprised you didn't mention it because it's your boy, Dan Stevens. And I was like, oh, yeah, of course Anya will mention it. It is. I'm ugh, I'm excited for it, but I'm like I'm also I'm so curious. I uh, yeah yeah I have thoughts. Legion Legion season one was kind of a mixed bag. 
Yes. And, but it does stuff, it does things that we don't see in superhero shows usually. It's at least, Mm -hmm. it's very boundary pushing and it doesn't care if whatever it does to push those boundaries really lands or not. And it's kind of, it kind of at sometimes feels like they're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing if it'll stick. And sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it just feels a little bit pretentious and a little bit too artsy. But that's why I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm excited, but I'm hesitant at the same time. But Dan Stevens is excellent. He's incredible. It. He's I incredible. Mean, and Aubrey Plaza. I would and say. Aubrey Plaza. She. Okay, but like Dan Stevens. But also Aubrey Plaza is a breakout because. This is the first series I've seen that has been able to really hone into that terrifying mania that she's kind of capable yeah. of and that's like inherent in her. Like so, that dance sequence she did and, and then the black and white episode, mm-hmm. which might yes. have been that season, episode. Uh, Either way, like the later episodes is where she really gets to shine. Yeah. And like, so really if great. anything, it's a great performance vehicle and just a entertaining if sometimes hollow experience all around. But I'm still intrigued and excited for season two just to see where they'll take us. I will say I feel like season one ended stronger than it began. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it really started to like put together its plot finally. Mm-hmm. And so I think season two, I do have more hope because like at the end of season one, they really did introduce kind of like a plot and an arc and like a direction. Mm-hmm especially with like Jemaine Clement's character and Aubrey Plaza's character and like how it ended. So yeah, I'm yeah. excited and to also, see more of Jermaine Clements too because I really like him. I mean, <laughs> I really <laughs> like who is. I mean, we're always excited to see Jermaine Clement. That one episode when Dan Stevens got to play himself and then his British version of himself, which is just himself, um, like he got to play American and British in the same episode and like at the same time, like talking to himself. That was really awesome acting. It was. All right, Willoughby. What are your top three returning shows for 2018? First half. Well. They've all been said. Um, my the first one I had was The Americans, which we Anya was yes. talking about how, about how much she's excited for, and I'm excited for too, especially now rewatching season one. Um, uh, my second favorite was Atlanta season two, which subtitle is Robin season, which probably means they're gonna get into a lot more shenanigans in terms of some maybe they're hustling and around and whatnot. Hopefully with more invisible cars. I love the invisible That's car. so good. That was That's my so... favorite part of the season. I was like, what? I, I love how weird the show gets. And I was, like, like HT said, she didn't know that it was called, Donald Glover was calling it Twin Peaks for Rappers, but I was, I've been, like, paying attention to this show since I heard about it, pretty much. So, like, I always kind of knew it was going to be, like, kind of, like, fun and not exactly as gritty as HT thought, thought it would be. But, like, it still is really powerful and real, there's a great episode directed by Don Glover in which it's just the first half of it, maybe even the first two thirds, are just they star the main female character who her name is blanking. I think it might be Vanessa. It, yes, or Van. Vanessa, and it's played by Zazie Beats. Yeah, and so and it's with her and like an old college friend, and they're reminiscing. Or they're at dinner, and it's these really long takes with the fan, with fantastic acting and amazing writing. And you just kind of sit there and you realize, like, oh, Don Don Glover hasn't shown up yet, or neither has Paperboy, or Lakeith Stanfield. Like, it's just these two women, and it's amazing. Um, So I'm really excited to see, like, how they um, expand on the show and do more uh, really fun experimental uh, TV. And I think FX is really the ground for that, at least in cable, because also my my third pick is Legion, so which we we just talked about. Um, and so I'm also very excited for that. I think Aubrey Plaza, as well as Dan Stevens, steals the show. Um, her, uh, her like two like very famous like like dance sequence and just acting performances in those final episodes are just really fantastic. Um, Dan Stevens is just really great throughout. Um, and yeah, like HG said, some of it can be a little pretentious and artsy, and it's definitely Noah Hawley like you know, really indulging himself in his uh, filmmaking, because he also directed uh, directed and written, like, the first three seasons of Fargo, which are aired, um, and Legion is kind of, like, his also his passion project. It's, like, his side passion project to all Fargo being his passion pro- project, um, in which he's also a novelist. He's got a lot of things on, on the table here. Um, but, yeah, 
I'm excited for all three of these shows. Uh, can't really say much more about them because uh, they're not back yet, but I'm really excited. I love the first seasons of all these shows, and the Americans, I, all five seasons that have aired so far are really great. Um, I need to catch up on season five. I didn't finish it. Oops. Um, but that's what the big binge is for, which next week we're doing our first episode of the American season one. Um, so stay tuned for that. Um I like so that all your shows are FX shows. Huh, they are, aren't they? Yeah. It's because FX is like they have a great slate, now. yeah. They do. They I mean, yeah, it, FX has amazing cable television. Um they're Al- like Alex the Garland. HBO of non premium shows. Alex Garland just signed a deal with FX to create <gasps> a string of T V series and he has been working on his next project, which which is the FX TV series, that he says is gonna be a cross between Ex Machina and Never Let Me Go or Explore the same themes, which sounds Ooh, super exciting. Yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Also, all the trailers for Trust are fantastic. And <laughs> I like how different they look than All the Money in the World. It's so funny that came right after All the Money in the World, though, to me. But also it looks, I don't know, like Trust excites me so much more. Like, it Is it looks the other, so much more entertaining. The other J. Paul Getty yeah. thing? Yeah, with, uh, with Donald Sutherland, who is like my old man bae. I love Donald Sutherland. <laughs> Your old is, man it, is, it, is this an FX TV show as well? It's a miniseries. Yes. It's a miniseries on FX. On FX. Mm-hmm. It does really look much funny. more kinetic than the film mm-hmm. was, which had a lot of problems and was not that great. Yeah, I mean, this this yeah. movie, or this show stars Donald Sutherland, Hilary Swank, Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> it's the Brendan, it's the Fraser songs. This is a show about yeah. the Fraser songs? Oh my god. Paul Getty, his... he's playing John Paul Getty uh, III. He's, like, never been in anything before. I looked up his IMDb, and he looks fantastic. Wow. I'm excited. All right. Wait, so does, does Brendan Fraser play the Mark Wahlberg character? I think so. That's fine. He'll be he'll be better than Mark Wahlberg, who was terrible in the role and just I mean, was like just so there. Excited. So excited for the Brendan Fraser songs. Yes, he's got his. He's already getting his comeuppance because of the tanking of the Mummy. So, yeah. yes. All right, I think that's a great way to wrap up our most anticipated TV shows of 2018. Uh, winter and spring season let's move on to the last segment of our episode i really 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 like you but i need to tell you something all right anya why don't you kick us off again what do you really like this week so i'm gonna keep the tv trend going because uh, i am finally watching a show that everyone's been talking about for years and it's like won numerous awards. Everyone loves it, and I'm finally getting on that train. Any guesses? Well, it's not Mad Men or Breaking Bad because I know you nope. hate the ideas behind those shows. Um, is it a prestige quote it, unquote TV show? Is it currently airing? Um, it is. It's not like currently airing, but it's not. It what? hasn't finished. Oh, um, what network is it? Just give us a hint on the HBO. network. HBO. Ooh. Big Little... No, wait. You already saw Big Little Lies. I already saw Big Little Lies. Oh, this is fun. I like this. Um, is it a comedy or drama? Comedy. Silicon Veep. Valley. Veep. Yes! Ah! I am finally on the Veep train. I'm in season two. I could have sworn you've already seen Veep. No, surprisingly, it's like right up my alley. I, I love political shows. And I just... I had not gotten around to it yet. And I finally... After I finished Black Mirror, I was like, all right, let's switch gears. And let's finally jump on the Veep train. It's not really switching gears too much. I mean, <laughs> I laugh more, but I also cry the same amount. So, you know, yeah, it's pretty, oh, yeah. So, Veep is so good. I'm so glad you're watching it, Anya. I, it's so, so good. good. I, I love it already. I I laugh all the time. Um, the fact that politicians say this is a show that most closely resembles their real lives depresses me. But, you know. Um, so, I yeah, I'm so excited but I'm finally watching it and I'm loving it. Mike McClintock is Sean Spicer. <laughs> I mean, uh, he just wants to adopt his child in China and and live I've his heard, life. <clears throat> I have so many friends who watch the show, so I know like so much about it from the periphery. So like I know all the people who love like Amy and Dan, and I know you know people's reactions to Jonah. So it's really Jonah. fun watching it. Finally, like being Getting able to it? like actually know the characters myself. Yeah. What are your thoughts? What do you think of all these folks? Oh my god. I mean, they're all, like, giant fuck-ups, and I love them. Um, <laughs> Is Jonah your favorite character? 
Huh? Is Jonah your favorite character? Oh my god, no. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I love so Is far. It Dan? So far, again, I'm only in the beginning of season two, so like I still have so much more to go. But I love Amy and Selena a lot the most right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a soft spot for Dan. I admit. Of course. Um, that's not surprising. I'm really excited for Hugh Laurie to get to yeah, him because I good love Hugh Laurie as a comedic actor, and I heard he was hilarious on this show. He's really good. So I am just so excited. I'm finally watching it, and I can't wait to watch more. It's fantastic. It yeah. deserves all the Emmys it's gotten, except I, as much as I like it now, and I'm watching it, Amy Poehler still should have gotten her Emmy for the last season. Just like I know, I love you, Julia Louis Dreyfus. You deserve all your Emmys, but one year, one year, you could have just given it up for Amy Poehler. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. But Also, season six is going to be pretty rough for you, Anya. Yeah. Because that's, uh, yeah, if she knows what I'm talking about. It's, like, it's the episode that was written to be post-Hillary, but then the election happened, so it kind of rings a little bit too close to home. True. Yeah. It's, really, it's, like, too harsh. Um, oh, Okay, yeah. I'll yeah. brace myself. Yeah, because it was it was kind of the, it was where everyone was talking about like, oh, if Hillary was president, this season would have been hilarious. It wasn't hilarious. It was, <laughs> it was okay. like funny, but like the theme and plot of that season was like, oh no. Yeah, <laughs> but Veep is great, Anya, and I'm glad you're <laughs> watching it. <laughs> Me too. It's really fun. I can't wait to watch more. Yay. And it's it's short seasons and half hour seasons so yeah you'll binge through pretty soon mm-hmm. always good all right willoughby what is your really like for this week so i've been playing a lot of star wars battlefront 2 on the playstation 4 mm. um and it's really cool because it kind of i loved the original games back in the 2000 in the mid 2000s when they played on xbox and i had those um i like this one because it has stuff from uh the prequels the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy and uh you get to play as heroes and villains and you get to upgrade your character and you get to like there's a campaign story mode where you get to go through like what happened after immediately after return of the jedi and you're playing like a special special forces imperial um like lieutenant commander and she's awesome um and it's really cool. I haven't gotten to the end of the campaign, but I've been playing a lot of online stuff, and it's like kind of like Overwatch, where you can just join a game and you're you know just pl- playing. And you can either do like Starfighter Assault or Galactic Assault. So you're either doing like on the ground stuff, where you can actually get into a ship if you have enough points, and you can like fly a bomber over Naboo and blow it up, or you could play like in uh, post Endor, all the debris of the all the Star Destroyers and Death Star. It's a lot of fun. The graphics. Are there, do you get to play as Ewoks? I don't know. You do get to play as Wookiees. Um, <gasps> That's cool. So I don't want to play as Wookiees. I want to play as Teddy Bears. You probably don't in this war, war game. This isn't Return of the Jedi. Hey, is, you know, the Ewoks beat those Stormtroopers' ass. Yeah, they, they did. Ewoks kicked their ass. I know, it's still kind of unbelievable what they did it. Um, no, it's not. Those are <laughs> badass <laughs> Teddy Bears, Willoughby. But, <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, the this, the graphics are amazing. It looks just as good as like sim, you know, like you know, like the cinematics of video games are always better than like the in-game graphics. Mm-hmm. This is like on, like they're on par with each other. It's really cool. Um, so I've been playing a lot of that. I played like four or five hours of that yesterday. Nice. Um, and I've been playing That's more. To spend a weekend. Yeah, I've been playing more since I got my glasses. Uh, oh yeah, I wear computer glasses now. And we so all I got. Um, Speaking. But, playing so well speaking of video games guess what trailer came out for a video game that or the only video game i play oh yeah i showed i showed my girlfriend that yesterday and wait is there a kingdom hearts trailer there's a kingdom hearts 3 trailer and it previews the new song from utare hikaru the english and japanese version oh my god Oh my god. Anya, oh my Anya, god. Anya, it's so good. There's gameplay, there's <gasps> plot. Mickey's in the dark side again, and Riku has a really short haircut that I did not recognize him. And you but see glimpses. And you get to go to Monsters, Inc. world. You toss Mike Wazowski like a bowling ball. You go to Toy Story world. You go to Tangled world. It's so cool. I'm so excited. It looks... I can't believe you just threw this at me in the middle of a recording. <laughs> about the Toy Story uh, world? We did. Because that was like the... 
big thing that they released the, like last year. Yeah, we we knew about that, but we saw a little bit more of it, and um, we we got to see Sora, Donald, and Riku's forms in Monsters Univ- Monsters Inc. World. Oh my god, it's really it's kind of terrible. <laughs> they, they look like Edge Lords. Miss this game so much, HT. Me like too. you, it's the only game that I like really dedicate myself to, mm-hmm. and like will like play for hours on end. So Same. I feel ya. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm I'm very excited, and and the fact that they dropped this trailer and then they dropped a tr- theme song trailer alongside it was just like yeah. too much for me. This happened yesterday. I was like, this is so much is happening right now. The and news. Like, like Japan D23 is going on right now, so like it was released at like six a.m. Uh, and I remember I, like, woke up and saw, like, the retweet, and I was like, oh my god, I gotta show my girlfriend, so, like, I tweeted at her, and she was still asleep, it was fun. Yeah, I woke up, and I was like, oh my god, yeah, what a great thing to wake up to, and I'm so excited, it's finally coming, we have a full trailer, the story is happening, um, not really sure what the story is, I'm sure it'll be another whole convoluted mess that I'm gonna read into way too much. (sighs) Oh my god, the plot for Kingdom Hearts makes literally zero sense. It makes no sense. Like, like, zero. It's so fun trying to, like, piece it together, and then I'm like, I'm just gonna not and just play the game. It is. Like, I'm not gonna try to follow this. But yeah, I'm so excited. It looks great. Um, The plot, yeah, is a convoluted mess and (laughs) makes no sense. (laughs) And I'm sorry for dropping it on you, Anya. I was not prepared. I somehow completely missed that yesterday. I was watching Olympics for literally hours and apparently not paying attention to anything else. Oh my god. Okay, I'm fine. All right. All right. <laughs> um, that's our episode. I think I I can't talk anymore. This episode I have been. It's this episode, this has, episode been a roller coaster has been titled for Anya Flailing for thirty yeah. minutes for forty minutes. <laughs> If you guys have any thoughts on new and returning shows, Star Wars Battlefront, the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, Veep, please come chat with us. And where can they do that, Willoughby? Well, you can certainly find us on Facebook if you search for us there. We're also on Twitter, at Falcon Podcast. You can listen to us on SoundCloud. Our blog is MillennialFalconPodcast.wordpress.com. And you can rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. And where can they find you guys on the internet? You can find me at htranbui on Twitter. You can find me at Anya Crittenton on Twitter. And you can find me at Willoughby Dobbs on Twitter. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Bye. Bye.